Uh, Jeremy Cross joins us now live from uh, the Oakland Junction English Precinct here. And uh, it's been a big week for you, Jeremy, as I say good afternoon to you. And uh, I better read out your title as well. You are the boss of, I've just lost it, Equine Physiotherapy and Management. That's right. A bit right. of a tongue twister. That's right, boys. Thanks for having me. No yeah, worries. So, Tell us a little bit about what you do. So we got uh, we started into this, um, myself as a, a normal physiotherapist. So we did went through all the systems and went through university and got to the point where I saw $1.6 million, $2 million horses go through and thought, why don't we do something a bit different? Why don't we try and look after them like we do our Olympic athletes? So at your Williamstown, um, is it a clinic? Clinic, yeah. Clinic. Um, you'd, you've managed a lot of human Olympians and so on to get them to the to the main game. And as you were saying to us off air, like the basic physiology is, is not really much different, is it? Four legs compared to two, and, and that's about it. So the, the same principles of getting an athlete on track and maintaining them in the human world, the same um, psychology, uh, the same idea uh, works at, uh, with the racehorses. It is, and that's that's part of the fun of it. Is that you look at the Olympic athletes that are going every four years, you've got to keep them up to that point. So to be able to go there and get to that point, and and then go on and do more and more, that's what we want to see from our racehorses, and we want to limit limit wastage and be able to allow these horses to race six, seven, eight years old, because it's just phenomenal to see. So when you're treating these yearlings here at the sales what are the things that you're doing what are the specific things that you're doing when you're going around at the different barns so a lot of it comes from having a really good relationship with the actual um, studs themselves so discussing what they're looking for what they want to see in in a walk what they want to see commercially to be able to sell to potential buyers Um, and we're just making sure that nice loose moving plenty of room uh, really nice action and just getting across the ground without too many issues. It's funny, we were sort of half seriously but half lightheartedly the other day talking about the lingo of the horse sale and overstep, nice overstep, nice walk. And Moody, Peter Moody famously spoke about the swagger that Black Caviar had as a yearling. And I guess impressions are everything. And what the what the vendors want from you is to have that yearling moving as... Um, yeah, as uh, sort of casually and nicely as it possibly can, because that's what adds dollars to the price tag, isn't it? If that horse is moving unhindered and got a nice swagger, it's it's actually good as a, as a selling point, isn't it? Spot on. I think that's why we go, go out before the sales, because they do the videos, and a lot of people will knock, knock horses on the video. They'll see it, and mm. yes, pedigree is a big thing, but if it's not moving well on the video, they start asking questions about what's happening here, what's happening here, is there a problem? And I think that just rules out a horse straight away. How often are those problems fixable? I think a lot of the issues that we find is that if you've got any sort of uh, bias, so you and I would walk around and and you you might have something that you know is happening, you might have an old ankle injury. They've got a bias from a weanling, you see it, everything around it changes. So the muscles start to inhibit movement to be able to find the path of least resistance, which is a term we love using. Mm. And if we can just find the best way to work around that, loosen it off, let them move a bit differently, you actually find that three or four other areas free up and, and you're doing really well. I was going to ask you about the what's the centre point and it all, the ripple effect comes out because I do a bit of myotherapy and I've yeah. had physio and things like that and uh, it's amazing how important the hips and the glutes are and, and things sort of ripple out from there and who doesn't like a glute massage? <laughs> I imagine the horses <laughs> do as well. But so if, if, if someone said to you, look, you've you got 10 minutes to work on this horse, go for it, is there somewhere you automatically start and work your way out? If I had 10 minutes and I had to get a horse ready, you, you initially neck, yep. have nice range of motion. That's where that's where all the momentum comes from and that we work on slings. 
so how the whole body system works. But then, like you said, there's nothing wrong with a good glute massage and <laughs> making sure we loosen up the horse behind and allow it to just freely move. Have you had a decent glute massage, hey, Matty? Not for a while, Matty. Not for a while. Mm. I'll tell you a funny story later. All right. we'll have to pop down to Physio Health and we'll, yeah. we'll help you guys out. If people are out there listening and they, they, you know, they want to use your services, what services do you have and how do they get involved? So we've got uh, Equine Physiotherapy and Management. Uh, you can look it up online. We've got a website there. Uh, we offer services for pre and post sale um, for racing stables. Uh, we do weanlings and we also do inspections and buying as well. So we've got the whole system set up. Yeah, very good. It's exciting. Uh, good to see something a little bit different in the industry. And um, yeah, you're doing a great job of it. So uh, well done and appreciate you dropping by. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Going to Jeremy. Jeremy Cross there, who is the boss of Equine Physiotherapy and Management.